Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Cast podcast. We're back for the 11th time in history. Um, surprisingly enough, this is actually back-to-back weeks that we've recorded. Um, we're getting even better at podcasting as time goes along. Uh, crazy. It's crazy how these things work. Is it entirely possible that um, this is a horrible episode? No, because we've never missed. We're not going to miss today. Um but let's talk about some men's basketball at Washington State University. The regular season wrapped up with Washington State going on a three-game winning streak. However, it, it weren't good been, wins. It may have been the worst three-game winning streak I've ever watched, except for the, the third game was. The good. third game was a lot of fun. That made up for the miserable two games against Oregon State. Yeah, so first game was at Oregon State. Um, we were down for 90% it of the game. It looked like we were going to lose this game. I mean, it at really halftime, did. we were down by 11 points, and then we struggled to take the lead. We were down by as many as eight points um, in the second half, uh, five points with less than five minutes left to go. Um we were down three points with a minute and a half left to go. The reason we won this game is not because we're a good basketball team. It's because Oregon State is so bad that they just had no ability to perform in the clutch in this game. And we just managed to squeak out a 103-97 to win in overtime. Which is surprising because we are a, we are a phenomenal uh, defensive team. I know. It was, it was really – I mean – we don't give up points at this margin. We also don't score points at this margin. So it really just looked like two horrible teams playing against each other. Um, but the fact that we scored 19 points in overtime and they scored 13 is outrageous. Yeah. That's ins- I mean, you see a lot of college basketball overtimes. You get seven, eight points to, to 10 to 11 points. Uh, and, and then we go into overtime and drop 19 we drop 19. Points. Um, Michael Flowers has actually finished out the season really strong. He scored 27 points in this game after uh, scoring, what was it, 30 against yeah. UW the game before. Um, but, yeah, defensively, I don't know what happened. I don't know if we were just slacking off this game because we thought it would be an easy win and we got we got overconfident. But yeah, they were a three-win team. We, we nearly – we tried our best to give them their second win in conference play. But, you know, that's whatever. Sometimes you get caught out in a game like that. So you'd think we should come out the next game fired up to just – to go and put our foot on their throat, right? Wrong. Because with – what was it? A good chunk of time left in the first half, we found ourselves down six points to Oregon State again, and that was relatively embarrassing. We, we were able to take a lead, and then it was tied at halftime. Um, however, we just we never put them away. We never really established ourselves as a dominant team over a team that's 3-26 and 26 overall this season. Um, this, this was a bad sign for me. Right. Um, it, it was a sloppy game all around. Yes, we did come out on top, but it really showed some red flags. Um, and we went on a significant scoring drought again in the first half. We which I think do. it's done. Then, it's done been that way every single every single game. We didn't score in the last two and a half minutes of regulation or of the first half. Um, we had another two-minute-long scoring drought earlier on. I forgot to look at it because, as you guys know, if you listen to this, we love to just evaluate these scoring droughts because they're immaculate. 
Um, we didn't. I guess we didn't have any huge ones the game before mm-hmm. because it was 103 to 97, which is an outrageous scoreline for college basketball. Like, yeah. can we just talk about that? Um, but no, the scoring drops just continue to be the thing that it, it lets teams like Oregon State hang around. And yeah, we play good defense, and that keeps us in games. But we, you can't be letting a team like Oregon State hang around. So then you figure after two games like that, we're going to go out and get ourselves embarrassed by Oregon, and we chose not to. And we chose to be – we looked like we were a bubble team for the tournament. Yeah, I mean, Oregon where, Oregon was a bubble team for the tournament, and now we finished with the exact same record out of conference and in conference as them. Yeah. Because of this game, 94-74, to 74, we beat a team that was – I mean, they're on the bubble being a quad one win, but I don't think it really is a quad one win because they've kind of underperformed this year. But, right. I mean, we just blew them out of the water. It wasn't even close. Mm-mm. I mean, we I mean, a- Noah Williams decided to play like he played uh, his sophomore year. We didn't dip below a 99% win probability in the last 13 minutes of the game. I mean, it was – we. It's we incredible. Throttled them. I, this was – this was far and away the best game this team has played, and we put up 94 points in regulation. That's Where exactly. is this offense coming from? Have they figured it out? I don't know. I mean, no. So this would be the time to figure it out. No. The, yeah, what I was going to say is this is the perfect way to end the season. Yeah, it's not the season you wanted to have by any means. I mean, we were projected – we were expected to be – a bubble team for the tournament or like a automatic qualifier. And now we need to win the tournament to make it in. But you're ending on a three game win streak coming off an amazing senior night, a huge upset over the ducks. And so now you have some momentum going into the tournament. You play against Cal, who is a bad basketball team uh, in the opening round. And then, you win that game, you move on, see who you play next. But you can't be looking at the game ahead of Cal. You have to be focused on Cal, focused on winning now. You, you just got to go 1-0 and or your season's done. Right, and that's exactly the thing that we didn't do against Oregon State. But um, the thing about this game, too, is, yeah, Noah Williams played really well. He, he looked like his former self um, in this game. But it was a very well-rounded production night. Um, you look at it, also on senior night. So we got some guys that don't usually start, like DeWolf. He got some minutes um, uh, as a starter. But 15 points for Ghost, 19 points for Noah, 10 points for Michael Flowers. Um, F.A. off the bench had 14. T.J. Bomba had 10. Yakamovsky had 9. Uh, Deshaun Jackson had 9. Um, really well-rounded game. Uh, a lot of guys putting up multiple scores, um, getting into double figures, and that's how you beat a team like this. Um, and then you have a guy, you have that Noah Williams who who's leading the pack, and we need a guy that can just lead the pack um, on nights like these. And then we need we need that surrounding uh, surrounding cast to really bring him up. The unfortunate part about this game is that. Um, had a couple other results gone our way, we could have finished as high as fifth going into the tournament, which would have been massively beneficial um, for us in terms of reaching the Pac-12 semifinals. But um, as it stands, we are the seven seed in the tournament. So the matchups for the tournament, the first round are as follows. 
Stanford will play ASU to see who gets to play Arizona. Oregon State plays Oregon, which is kind of funny, to see who gets to play um, Colorado. We play Cal, which is a favorable matchup, but it's to see who plays against UCLA, which is very unfavorable. And then Washington plays Utah to see who gets to play USC. So um, let's look at let's look first at, at the matchup with Cal, um, because as you said, this is a must-win game. This isn't one we we can by any means look past. Um, I believe we've only played Cal one time this season, correct? Or did we play? No, we did play them twice. Yeah, we played them twice, and we won both games. We won both games by seven points the first time and four points the second time. Yeah, they're very similar games. Both of those games were. It's going to be an interesting game because the first two times we played them, we played them close, which. We are we are a significantly better team than Cal. Yeah, um, they're two and eleven in the Pac-12, so yeah, they shouldn't pose any threat. Well, but... two and eleven at the time that we beat them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still, it's not like they've gotten significantly better. Now they're what five and fifteen in yeah. conference. Um. The thing, the thing with the, this game is it. it both times it was another one of those defensive scraps that we like to get into where the score is relatively low. Which I like. And, but it just it keeps the game close, and, I yeah. mean, random things can happen. When You look at when we were playing Cal last time, um, we were up we by were up by a lot. double digits. We were up by 12 points with seven, um, minutes, with seven to minutes left to go. And then we and went then on two scoring It got as close as a two-point game with 25 seconds left. That is that is quite frankly unacceptable. That's how you get upset in a tournament. Um, and, and the thing about the scary thing about a tournament is you're always one game away um, from the whole scene changing. And I I could surely see Cal upsetting us if we don't come out and, and play our best game. But right. um, we should win that game, and then we would get to take on UCLA, who. We played only once. We this only season, played once this which, season, and in my opinion, is unfavorable for us because it it can be easy to beat a team twice, but it's really hard to beat a team three times. And so, UCLA only having had to play us once, I think it gives them an advantage coming into a second matchup with us if we were to beat Cal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they blew us out last time. It, we just looked like we just looked like a bad a bad basketball team. We were also worn out. We played a lot of games in a very small period of time. Um, but I, I don't think that we can't beat them, but I, it's, it's an uphill battle. This is why you would have wanted to get the six or, um, five seed if we could have, cause we would have gotten to play USC or Colorado, but UCLA, um, the thing is if we can beat UCLA, then we don't have to play Arizona until the championship. Right. It's, so at, if least, we're on, makes at least we're on the opposite side of the bracket from Arizona. Right. Gives ourselves. I mean, it, te- it technically gives us a better shot, but yeah, it, we got a favorable seed in. I'd say. Yeah, it. it I would have preferred. I would have preferred us being the sixth seed the if we could have beat U.S. or uh, if we could have beat. Uh, we could have won both Washington Apple Cup the, games. We would have been actually. Yeah. We would have been the fifth seed then, because Oregon has the same record as us, and so yeah. you did. Um. 
Yeah, no, but if we could have been the sixth seed, we would have played USC. So, which we we should have at least picked up one game over USC so far. So I think that would have been the one we would have ended up picking up. Right. Um, women's basketball. Already they had, had their, their tournament. tournament. And that didn't go that, well at all. No, we played Utah, and we were the three seed in the tournament. We played like a twelve seed. In the tournament? To be fair to Utah, they've been immaculate throughout the tournament. Um, not throughout the season, but the, the tournament. The tournament. Yeah, this they, is March. March upsets happen. That's why I love March. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a Cinderella story um, in that tournament was Utah. They lost to Stanford, but frankly, they were keeping it close for a long time I mean, in that game until Stanford kind of pulled away at the end. Um right. But, yeah, they beat Oregon, they beat us, um, and they beat Colorado on the way no, there. Colorado is – that That was says Stanford. Oh, Stanford. <laughs> um, did they only have to beat us in Utah? Yeah, because they played – we had a bye in the tournament, so they beat someone else. Oh. Look at us. Look at us knowing women's basketball. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we lost, but we, we lost. should still get an at-large bid, which is all yes. that matters because – we were never going to win the tournament anyway. Um, no, Stanford's, Stanford. Stanford's far too good. Um, um, moving on to base, Cougar Baseball. Cougar Baseball. Um, we had a uh, tournament in Texas. Three games. We played Wichita State. Or we played Texas A&M. We played. Well, first we played Tarleton State. But uh, that was not connected to the tournament. That was, that was not connected to the tournament. Game. We did. We managed to take the lead in the top of the ninth, I believe, against Tarleton State, and won eight to, or nine to eight. Kind of a good game. It was a really. It was a. It's exciting. It was, no, it came like, back. And it was an interesting won. game because they walked. They get. They handed us the uh, the tie, and then we because they. Walked, I think, three batters in a row with one man on. Classic. Yeah. And then we hit a, I think Colin Montez hit a a single to take the lead in the top of the ninth. Yeah. yeah. A win's a win. A win is a win. Then we go and we play Texas A&M. And Texas A&M is a quality baseball team. Yeah. And we beat them handily. We beat them handily. We won 11 to 6. And then we played Wichita State. And uh, shocking news WSU won that game. Yes, but it was not it our It was not our WSU. We lost 8 to 2. And then Iowa, we cooked it. Yeah, we could have won. We could have won. Oh well, we it's, were up five nothing. I think. Here's the nice thing and about won, and lost six to five. We go one and two in this tournament, but here's the thing: is that it, first of all, it's baseball, so each individual score doesn't necessarily reflect hugely on the season. You know, if you lose a game in football, it's huge. Um, if you lose a game in in basketball, it can be it can be pretty big. You go one and two here; it's really not that big of a deal. Um, and plus, you pick up a quality win against Texas A and M, and you get to play some quality opponents, and you move on. Uh, and then, and you pick coming up. up this weekend is the home opener, the real home opener for us 
at uh, Bailey Brighton against Oregon State, who is, I believe, a top 10 team in the country. Um, so, yeah, um, a huge opportunity. Huge opportunity. It will be cold, so that's always great. Love that. that Love we, cold That baseball. we couldn't have just waited a couple more weeks for our home opener. Um, we get Oregon State, who, like you said, is a top-quality team. But here's what I want to talk about about this is how just – this is just another example of the Pac-12 really just shafting us with the scheduling because they give us probably the best team that we're going to face at home all season mm-hmm. over spring break. Yep. So no one's going to be there. No one's going to be traveling here for it. It's like why, like why, why would we do such a thing? Yeah, I know I'm leaving that Friday, so I will not be at the game. Exactly. And uh, – it's just like the the times when we could have a good atmosphere at these games, um, we just don't. It's like the same thing with our basketball games. Our senior day is in the middle of the day, um, yeah. on a Saturday. Like why? I get it. Give on us a, a nightcap on a on a Thursday or or even uh, no. Friday I, over a midday game on a Saturday. Uh, although to be fair, it was popping for Oregon. There was a lot of people there, but yeah, and it was on CBS too. So we got national television. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's just like sucky the way they've they've continued and they did it throughout the football season. We would just get like the worst. And it's summing up times. this this season too. Yeah, shall we'll, we talk about we'll that? Get to that in a little bit. Um, it yeah, I don't know. Like I guess I guess we're just kind of like the Pac-12 team. I think that maybe we're not as big of a brand, I guess, but still, like to continuously shaft us like this. Why it's, Why the best game we have? Why do it over spring break? Then we travel and we play the Apple Cup also over spring break, so no one is going to be – But that's in Seattle. Seattle's a bigger – True. But so, even still, like – It's not – When we're not here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the home Apple Cups – we don't have a home Apple We don't Apple, have no they home don't, Apple. Oh, they should do a home and away series for every Pac-12 game. But whatever. Whatever. I don't – I don't know. Hopefully we win. We can put up we can put up a fight in those games, shock some people, and, and make a name for ourselves in the college baseball scene. But um, football, I think the, we go. I think we go one and two this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be yeah, honest. That's fair. Um, now we have football news. Football to talk about again. Yay! Uh, we NFL have the we combine. had the NFL Combine. Three of our beloved Cougs participated: Abe Lucas, Jalen Watson, and Max Borgie. Um Nick, you probably know more about the combine than I do. I didn't watch much of it. So I always do. So Abe Lucas, now he is an offensive lineman, so it doesn't really mean shit. But he did have the second fastest forty time out of all offensive linemen. With that is that it can matter because I mean, you see, you can see, you see those videos sometimes online of the guards when they get downfield and they're run blocking. It can be important to have a fast catch. Yeah. It, it does significantly help your drafts. Yeah. To be fast. And then Max Borgie, I think. In Max Borgie only like benched. In the game. Yeah, he, he only bench. benched, and I think he was like fourth. Yeah, he he hit he twenty-one. Was, yeah. Runs. He's saving for his uh pro, pro day, day, which is fine. It's uh-huh. a pro day is the exact same thing as a combine. You just get to do a little bit more. And then Jalen Watson, I did not see any of, of him of. Um, I saw one play. He made like a, 
athletic catch and fell to the ground. Yeah, I saw that. was pretty cool. There was a couple of things. I think think overall our guys did about as expected. Um, I don't think anyone really raised or lowered their draft stock. I know for a fact no one lowered their stock. Yeah, no one lowered their stock. Which is Um, good. Obviously, Borgie didn't really participate much. Um, And then Abe Lucas showed out in the dash, and other than that, was was not much of a talking point. But – I know uh, Jalen Watson did have like a run of like a four five forty. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, although forty times are getting insanely fast, it yeah. seems like every one every of the skill year. position groups is having like four or five guys be sub four four. Um, yeah, I think there were like nine. Yeah, guys nine receivers or something this that had, year that had sub four forties. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's really it's really. Um, we're entering a new age of athletes with all the new training and, and equipment that you can have access to. Steroids. Athletes are getting better. Well, I, I mean, sure. <laughs> I'll allow it. Um, the MLB Hall of Fame won't allow it, though. The MLB really needs to juice the balls and legalize steroids. Do you know how much more fun watching Barry baseball Bonds. would be? I am a Dodger fan, but was, Barry Bonds highlights Barry are fun Bonds to watch. And Mark McGuire. Sammy Sosa, like, dude, that that's so much more fun. Like, I don't, I don't care what you say. It's baseball's more fun if people are hitting insanely long home runs that no human being should be able to hit. Right. Um. So, and that's what I think they should do to end the lockout. Instead of banning the shift, how about we juice the balls? That'll get that'll get you some more action. That'll make the game more fun. Yeah. Um. But we also had this schedule change, which is a rather unfortunate one, especially because so the, they, they move our game against Utah from a Saturday to a Thursday. And it's really terribly unfortunate because Utah is one of our uh, premier home games for the season. And so yeah. ticket sales-wise, it's going to go down significantly because no one wants to drive five hours from Seattle to Pullman to watch a game on a Thursday night. Uh, and it, it, so it is coming off of one of our bye weeks because the Pac-12 does not allow a Saturday or a Thursday night game to be followed or a Saturday night game to be followed by a Thursday game. So it is coming off of a bye week. I believe Utah's also coming off a bye week. Yeah, they'd have to be. But we're also coming off of two road road games, and they're not. I mean, off of a bye week, it's not as huge of a deal. So the, what the problem to me is, is just that it's going to be a crappy environment because home is not the kind of place you play a, games on a Thursday. No. You want to see a successful It's Thursday a Thursday night. Watch P- the NFL. Kids are going to have classes yeah. still. I know this yeah, semester I, mean, I have a lab that ends at 6. So what, what are – yeah. The only the only thing that is fun about that is that you'll be a night game, which are always I like night games. I like night games. games a lot more. But uh, I don't know. Maybe with it being Utah, if we're playing quality next season and we're punching our weight, then it'll still fill out, I'm sure. But because it could potentially be a top twenty five matchup if we find a way to get ourselves ranked. Um, mm-hmm. But besides Oregon, that's our biggest home game of the season. We move it to a Thursday just to. Just to mess with us, just because the Pac-12 loves us. So They're much. quirky that way. They're so silly. <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna go through and we're gonna go through each game and we're gonna each predict the Pac-12 tournament. Nick, would you like to go first and uh, <clears throat> fill out who you think is gonna win? Um. Yeah. So the ASU versus Stanford game. 
first, I will say Arizona State is going to win that game. Um, I just don't like – I think Bobby Hurley has progressed positively as the coach this year. Um, so, yeah, and it would be cool to see Arizona versus ASU. Um, and then after that is Oregon versus Oregon State. Oregon State lately has been playing decent for them. But – and Oregon State has not. They lost the last four out of five games to end the season. I think Oregon still wins that game by significant margin. Uh, rounding out the last – the first day of the tournament, we play Cal – Watching WSU basketball hurts me. As someone who grew up a Coug fan, been a Coug his whole life, this team has hurt me. I think we're going to win this game, but I wouldn't be shocked if we lost either. But I think we're going to win by more than seven points. And then to round out day one of the Pac-12 tournament, we have... Uh, UW versus Utah. Let's be honest. How UW managed to get to be the sixth best team in the conference amazes me. They were supposed to be dead last. And then Utah is, well, they almost are dead last. I just have a feeling that UW is sadly going to win this game. Because Utah, I have no faith in. And then going to round two, uh, Arizona obviously is going to kick the shit out of ASU. Um, Colorado versus Oregon, that's going to be a good game. I honestly think that Oregon is going to win that game, upset the number four seed. Um But the one outlier is if, if they can't guard – uh, Evan Beatty, um, then I think Colorado could win that. But I think Oregon is just going to be too strong of a team. Uh, Wazoo versus UCLA. <laughs> like I said, I this team doesn't really – I'm not confident in our abilities as much, as much as I'd love to be confident in them. But I, th- I think UCLA is going to win this game. I mean, UCLA is clearly is by far a better team. And then UW versus USC. I think USC is going to handle this game. It's their game to lose. And, yeah, okay. Uh, semifinals now. Is, the first one would be Arizona versus Colorado. I thought you said Oregon was going to win. Or, yeah, Arizona versus Oregon. Arizona's going to clean clean house with this game. Um, and then UCLA versus USC. UCLA is going to win this game easily, I think, because, US, yes, USC is a good team. USC is a tournament team. They can't beat US, UCLA in basketball. It's just not possible. Um, and then for the finals, I Arizona versus UCLA. I'm gonna say UCLA is gonna upset Arizona 
and just because I like their odds going into the tournament, they ended on a high note beating UC, uh, USC, beating their rivals, and yeah, so I think UCLA is going to win the tournament. Some terribly, some terribly good insight there from good old Nicholas Robeson. Um, I'll go through and I'll make my predictions. ASU versus Stanford is just two teams that are not that good at basketball. Um, it's it's a hard game to predict because I just I feel like they're about they're about as as good as each other when we've played each other, um, and or when we played them. Uh, each of them, but Arizona State, I think, is just marginally better, has a higher upside than Stanford. Um, so I, I also think Arizona State will win that game. Um, and then Oregon should handle Oregon State. There's not a lot to, to really break down there. Oregon is uh, almost a top 25 team playing one of the worst teams in college basketball. Um, we, we play Cal, and I think we'll win just because um, – because I'm biased. And then I think Utah will beat UW just because I hate UW and um, I can't make all the same picks as you. Uh, and then Arizona obviously runs the table against ASU or Stanford. That doesn't even matter, but we'll say they beat ASU. Um, I'm also on the, the side of thinking that Oregon will beat Colorado. I was terribly unimpressed with Colorado. That was also, I mean, it's not like Oregon played that well against us, but I think Oregon just has a little bit more of the it factor um, about them this season. Um, however, I think that we're going to shock the world and pull an upset against UCLA. Um, and then, and, and I, they have no rhyme or reason for that other than I don't want to make all the same picks as you. I want to be cool and original. So I'm happy to be wrong for that to happen. And then obviously USC will be Utah. So then for the semifinals, Arizona, is gonna is gonna run it. I, man, they are good. They are just really they are a good basketball team. Um, they're gonna beat Oregon, and then we are gonna beat USC because um, third time's a charm. And then Arizona is gonna beat us in the Pac-12 championship. So, um, I've I've never been wrong about anything in my life. So clearly, that's exactly how it's gonna play out. You've never been wrong about anything in your life. Do you, do you need me to remind you about the football predictions? I don't know what you mean. Um, who wins the main conference championships? So for each of the Power Five. So we both think Arizona wins the Pac-12. No. No, you think I UCLA. I think UCLA. Okay. Um, okay, we, we need to hurry because my computer's going to die. All right. Uh, <laughs> well. Let's see here. Let's – so who do you think wins the ACC? ACC, I think Duke. I sneaky see. I think I think Notre Dame has a shot at it. I still think Duke will do it, but in a tournament, you never know. Um, but I'll still pick Duke for the Big Twelve. Then, um, really, Baylor or Kansas? I I think Kansas. I like Kansas. I like Kansas too. Um, Big East, we will also go into, even though they're not technically power five, they're good enough at, they are in basketball. at basketball. Well, it'd be a power six. Yeah, it's power six in but basketball, and they're... Say... I I like Providence winning that. 
I, I'll take Villanova. I, I just think overall they're a better team. Um, maybe Georgetown. Maybe Georgetown comes out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, and 19 in conference play and then wins the – how is Georgetown so bad? Georgetown's such a like, great school to go to. How are you unable to get enough people to be more than 0-19 in conference play? I don't know. Uh, moving on the Big Ten. This could Wait, be- so who do you have winning the Big East? Uh, Nova. Nova? All right, what's next? Big Ten. Big Ten? Oh. I have Wisconsin winning it. I just, I don't know. I don't. I think Purdue. I'm gonna say Purdue. See, I would pick Purdue, but Purdue see they like to choke troops within the last thirty seconds. Every like their six losses have all come in the last thirty seconds to a minimum game, and that's what scares me. Yeah. If they get into a close game, that's why I like Wisconsin over uh, Purdue. I'll take Purdue, and then. Does that round it out? SEC. Oh, SEC. Why is the SEC good at basketball now? They were only supposed to be good at football. Now they're <laughs> like really good at basketball. It's annoying. All right. Uh, really, Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee are going to be the three teams punching uh, right at the top. They, you're sleeping on Arkansas. Uh, dude, you are sleeping on Arkansas. Yes. I just don't think they have enough to beat. They'd have to beat two of these top ten teams now. See, I agree with you by sleeping on Arkansas. I don't think Arkansas has the fat fire. Alabama's supposed to be really good. Yeah, so is Florida. Um, but I I don't think Auburn has enough big-time players to do anything in the conference tournament or in the tournament coming in a few weeks. I think – Honestly, the I think Kentucky's gonna win it. Um, I'd love to be proven wrong because I like Auburn, so I hope they prove me wrong. But I think Kentucky wins it. I like the style of game that um, Auburn plays. I, I I like Auburn a lot actually. So I'm gonna go. I think that they're gonna win um, the SEC title. Um, and I I don't think that they'll make it very far in the tournament, but I think they'll win the SEC. Um, moving on from that, Coach K had his last home game at Duke. Um, and I just want, and I just wanted to say, um, we we celebrate Coach K and like Coach Calipari at Kentucky a lot. They haven't done much recently. Same with guys like Tom Izzo. It seems like there's this whole like group of college basketball coaches that are that are like praised and, and beloved by everyone that it doesn't really make sense. Duke hasn't won since like 2015. Their team with Zion Williamson couldn't even make the final four. Uh, Kentucky, I don't even know when the last time they won March Madness was. And Tom Izzo hasn't won an NCAA championship since the early 2000s. And it's so realistically, why, like, yeah, these coaches have won a lot of games, but that's just because they've been coaching for so long. They haven't 
they're not. I mean, the, the success on, on the major scale isn't there. Are you saying Coach K is overrated? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. What are you on about? Jesus. Duke has not been that good recently in recent years. I mean, they're, the team that they has are a, Zion They are Williamson. top four team in the country this year. The team that has They are Zion a perennial Williamson. powerhouse because of Coach K. Lose. They're not going to make the Final Four because of Coach K. He, hasn't, they, he couldn't take Zion Williamson to the Final Four. How is he going to take this team? Zion Williamson is a fat guy, though. He wasn't at Duke. Okay, that's true. He was insane at Duke. And he, Coach K couldn't bring him to the Final Four. I don't know. I just think that... It's, it's really in basketball that you see this happen. A team will get so attached to their coach and just refuse to, to move on and try new things, which is opposite to football where coaches get fired really quickly. Um, these sort of franchise coaches, I think that era needs to kind of come to a close in college basketball. Um, so we have a, a groundbreaking new segment here um, to close out the episode. We've done away with the who's hotter because that segment dried up and being the uh, uh, intended geniuses that we are, we decided to, to take on a new closing subject every week where it's going to be called the hot take of the week. And we're going to take a, a, a really hot take that one of us um, completely agrees with and one of us uh, disagrees with. And we're going to argue about it for uh, a solid five minutes. To uh, It could be one minute. We Who knows? We don't really care that much. Um, it's also to, fun to end every episode. Um, so we're, we're brainstorming this this week, and I just this is my hot take, and and Nick doesn't agree with it, um, and I can't imagine why. But I believe that the Colorado Rockies, assuming there will be an MLB season, will make the playoffs this season. Okay, so. I'm sorry, this is just so funny to me. You think the Rockies are going to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Even if they come to an agreement and there is a season with an expanded playoff, which I've heard there be talks about a 14-game playoff, or a four, not 14-game, 14 14-team playoff, which, hey, college football, take notes. Playoff expansion is a good thing. There's there's no possible way that in our division, you have the Los Angeles Dodgers who spend a shit ton of money. You have the Rockies who spend a shit ton of money. And then you have the Giants. I Sorry, every time I say their name, it makes me angry. But there's just no possible way you can even sniff the uh, the playoffs, let alone our division. Okay, so here's why the Rockies are going to make the playoffs. Because, uh, first of all, we know Arizona is cataclysmically bad. That's a given. That's why I didn't talk about them. That's a given. San Diego, like, obviously they're going to choke. Like, that's just what they're meant to do. They're frauds. They're the San Diego fraudres for a reason. So we yeah, don't I have to worry about them either. The Giants, we all know last season was a fluke, and they're going to fall off significantly this season. So it's going to come down to us and the Dodgers, obviously. Now, you can you can bring up things like, oh, the Colorado Rockies bullpen was historically bad last season, and they've done nothing to improve it. 
yeah, that's true. This is true. You could bring up things like, oh, um, the Rockies' only star player um, outside of their starting pitching staff, Trevor Story, wants to leave. This is also true. Um, you could bring up things like the Rockies have no depth, which would be true. You could bring up things like the Rockies have one of the worst farm systems in baseball, which is also true. But what the what they don't, what they do have, first of all, is Sam Hilliard, who is the best player in the MLB by a considerable margin. And in number two, can can you tell me what his batting average was last season? What was Sam Hilliard's batting average last season? I watched him hit a home run. (laughs) Okay, I want. So here's here's I'm gonna go through position by position and tell you why the Rockies are the best team in baseball. First of all, I watched Elias Diaz hit a hit a grand slam in person last year. So that means that he's the best catcher in baseball. Um Will Smith Will Smith CJ Crone had an incredible season last season at first base. I would like to I Will Smith like says otherwise about the best catcher. Did he in hit a grand slam that I watched last season? No. No, but he hit a grand slam that I watched last season. I don't know what he knows, but the world revolves around me, <laughs> not you. Okay, buddy. So, and then for the second of all, CJ Crone was incredible at first base. And I, I mean that like to the full extent. He had a really good season. It was really surprising. Um, second base, it doesn't really matter who we put there. We could put Garrett Hampson, Connor Joe, Ryan McMahon. They all had sneaky good seasons last year. Yeah. Shortstop, we have one of the best up-and-comers, the second best player in the MLB in Brendan Rodgers. Um, who is only 25 years old. I and, and Now, I know some of this is sarcastic. I genuinely believe he has the potential to have an all-star caliber season this, uh, this year. Um, whether he lives up to that uh, is important. And then we have, we have future NL MVP Sam Hilliard, who hit maybe just 215 last season, maybe, you know, only 14 home runs, 34 RBIs. Does not matter because I have a franchise mode on MLB The Show and he hit uh, eight home runs in the postseason. So he's clearly the best player in the MLB, and it's not really close. And then also, everyone knows Armand Marquez is incredible. So, he, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, everything is kind of horrible for us, but we're going to make the playoffs. And I, I think I don't think we'll win the division because I mean, we're not that good. But I think I think we'll make the wild. Okay, buddy. <laughs> You're not making the wild card even with an expanded playoff. There's too many good teams, too many bubble think, playoff teams I in the in the third, NL. We will get second or third in the NL West. Um, that that take will in fact come back to bite me in the butt, but I don't really care because you know what. As long as everyone has fun. Also, it doesn't matter because there's not going to be a season. So, like, at the end of the day, this tape doesn't really matter at all. But um, I think that about wraps up the episode for mm-hmm. us today. Uh, my computer's about to die, so I'll make it a quick sign-off. But uh, go Cougs. Go Cougs. <laughs>